Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bible Brothers, the podcast where we read the Bible from front to back, and that's basically it. My name is Robert Padnick. With me as always is Dan Klein. Hello, Dan. Hi, Robert. Thanks for having me back. You're welcome. Just this once. I know. I know the rules. I'm I'm on thin ice. (laughs) Thin ice, baby. Yeah. And uh, your competition for today... We're not going to make it easy. I know. You're kind of in a host off. Uh, Always. And it's not a pretty one. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to warn you. It's going to be a slug fest. It's a slug fest. A host of the the vastly more uh, listened to, vastly, <laughs> let's be honest, funnier. And let's maybe be honest, has probably at this point, just because of how long they've been on, they might have talked about the Bible more than we have. Maybe. We could ask. <laughs> the the host of Yo Is This Racist podcast and book. We'll get no, into no, that. No, no, no. Andrew T. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I read that there was a book. I accepted a book deal and then backed out of it like years ago. <laughs> Still counts. Still counts. Yeah, that's um, so you you know you could put that in your resume like book deal. Yeah. Yes. Not, exactly. I think actually dot, dot, dot. definitely early on when my bio was super thin, it may actually have said like got it. You know, some version of that. Whatever. Yeah. What happened to the deal? Were you just like I can't do this? Uh, what happened was I. I, God, I'm going to say some shit that certainly at the time I shouldn't have said. There's probably a real world where I shouldn't say it now, but I'm going to say it, which is... In some ways, telling a secret on this podcast is the same as whispering it into a, <laughs> yeah. your blanket at night. Um, I got, I, I got uh, like, right around the book deal when we were, like, not closing it, essentially, I got an offer to make Yo, Is This Racist into a pilot. So I did do a pilot for MTV off of it. Mm. And I was also like hired, and I shouldn't have been, to write a feature I'd pitched that I was not prepared to actually write. Anyway, so I, I got busy, and then my manager at the time's calculus was, if if either of these go, we can get a better book deal. And of course, neither mm. of, neither of them went, so... Uh, I tossed the bird in hand out the window for a slightly bigger, for the promised possibility of a slightly bigger bird in the bush later. Nice. Yeah, yeah. sure. So, Bunch of birds got yeah. slaughtered. I don't know if that was, like, on on the world that it works out, that's like betting on myself. And in the world where it doesn't, it's bad advice from a manager. So Yeah, you could really spin it either way. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah, that's that's the story of it. Here, to be fair... The book would have been bad. My my book pitch essentially was because that was when the Yosis Racist blog was sort of a thing, and my pitch, my my like book, I don't, they're not what are they called? They're like book treatments, whatever the fuck they're called. Mine was essentially print out the website, copy edit it, and you know I'll write one essay. <laughs> so it was like lazy. It would have been that horrible. Good. It would have just been like a. Um, like Urban Outfitters cash grab. I was just about to book. say Urban Outfitters. That's yeah. the dream, isn't it? Yeah, which isn't a bad. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I would have been late to that game. That gotcha, like gotcha. It, it would have been like, ooh, isn't this sad that he tried to cash in? I think maybe may, you know, like I would have made a little money, and at the time, I probably would have been like at the time, I should have done it. Clearly, who's making money at all anymore? Um, <laughs> Does anyone have any? I don't know. Zoom. Zoom. They're pretty yeah, good. I Zoom, guess Elon Musk. Zoom's has crushing some. it. Yeah. Elon Musk and Elon Musk. Okay. That's kind of it, right? That's plenty. Like beyond yeah. that, who you're needs sort more? of struggling. 
Yeah. They kind of split the pot. Yeah, it kind of goes back and forth. Bezos gets a little bit. Elon yeah. gets some. It's like it's it's like with GoFundMe, everyone's passing like the same five hundred dollars around to give to <laughs> yes. like it's like <laughs> when I went to Portland, I remember like meeting all these people and it's like, okay, some people are baristas during the day and then they go out. And then the people who aren't baristas are bartenders or uh, waiters, and they're all just sort of trading money. Yeah, mm, that's nice. Yeah, it's like which a chore, was like a chore wheel. Yeah, it was just a little chore wheel, and it's like, yeah, this is this is a nice. Seems like a nice way it's to like live. We're and all like, gonna have coffee. We're all gonna drink, but sometimes you have to make those coffees and make those drinks for the others. But don't mm-hmm. ask for nice. anything else because you're not getting you're not getting it. It's we're all treading. It's it's the same pool of water that everyone's treading in. Barely surviving. Disney Corp, Zoom, and Elon Musk do the same thing, but with like five hundred billion. Yeah, Viacom, CBS doesn't even have money anymore. I, I feel. Oh my like gosh! A giant corporation. Oh my like, gosh! And if they, they don't have money, I certainly don't. <laughs> Can I say another thing that is almost certainly some shit I not should not say on the mic? Yeah, this is going great for us. Dan and I met when we were both working at. Viacom CBS. Oh, really? Wait, when? What? At which time? I feel like you were you were in a uh, room doing like copy for oh, for the Comedy wow. Central website. I don't know. If, oh, it was so maybe, for the Daily Show. Yeah, maybe you don't remember. So I was wow, like a, a like is. producer of like a different website. Um, oh my god! At Comedy Central I at the we time, knew each other through Jack Kakoda. I mean, it was the same crowd. Um, yes, that's why. Yeah, like Lucia Nello was there, like because I knew Lucia yep. from college. So oh my god! It was like it was all that. I'm conflating that, some memories. That's yeah, why. yeah, yeah. I mean, because it was all the same. Again, there was the same crowd of like 27 year old bozos, like passing the same one thousand dollars at around at the time because we we had like okay. It was jobs. a great paying job. Yeah, you know, at the time for what I was doing. So Robert, I was one of the people when they first started putting the Daily Show online to the dailyshow.com i was one of the people watching daily show clips and described like transcribing them and describing what happens in the clip and like coming up with tags and stuff it was a great job yeah so you just get to like watch comedy and catalog it exactly and i watched like the old craig kilborn daily show you you guys had to watch all of daily show like for yeah we backlogged the entire thing and it was with lucia and yellow who She's not a creator of Broad City, but she's like in that. She's a creator. Sure. I don't think she created that show, but yes, she is a creator. But she was there. Uh, Jeff Haggerty was there, who's a writer at The Daily Show now. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's funny. You guys were like a little um, kind of like Algonquin roundtable, but or, you know, but. uh, (laughs) But for the Daily Show dot com. Of sorters of daily of catalogers of Daily Show clips turned out to be a powerhouse mm-hmm. my perception of it was it was like i i, I think because i only ever stopped in to like say hi to folks but mm-hmm. it was like the algonquin round table if everyone had headphones on and never talked to each other just tap tap yeah. tap 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 all, mm. all day long and you just tried to get through two episodes a day we had the best boss julie yeah she was awesome julie, julie. shout out to julie it was that crowd that that crowd of folks i see i see wow yeah i was thinking it was like through yeah I mean, it's the same thing. It's all sort of one thing. UCB. Yeah. Improv, yeah. 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 I mean, I job. think that's how everyone the got onion. hired, I assume. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. through through that. Viacom CBS. Boom. Viacom CBS. No money. <laughs> Walk down memory lane. But making friends. Viacom, that's why they lost so much money. It was because they were focused on bringing friends together. I think so. That it was probably. <laughs> I said, hey, these guys don't know each other yet. We Let's get them a job where they can yeah, just something. Who cares? Cat 
some icebreaker. There actually is pro- tr- truly, truly just the world where the reason Dan was hired that whole crew was because they were like, we don't need YouTube. We'll build our own video player. And I actually think one of the reasons they're doing so bad is because they were like, hey, instead of uh, doing the thing we're good, quote unquote, good at, which is making TV shows, we'll become a tech company. They just flushed all their money down the toilet trying to build something that already existed better somewhere else. They're probably like a decade to something. Decade too early or late, it was... Right, and no one knew that, and then now it's all just a wasteland. Yeah, it's both. A wasteland of dead video players. Well, guys, speaking of wastelands, <laughs> I was try- I was going to segue from gold, like money, who has money, the Israelites. That's nice, Dan, but you don't have to say I'm. this is my segue. Just segue. I was better at it before, but I thought I would explain it. He's kind of like a savant of segues. I used to be. He has like a loose control. It's like uh, some superhero whose powers some like they don't have full control over. Yeah, I'm like Cyclops. If you took my sunglasses visors off, off, you're like, oh, you're just segueing all over the place. That's crazy. Is Cyclops just shooting lasers constantly then? Like behind his sunglasses? Yes. That seems so painful and like exhausting. Just like shooting lasers as he's like having a normal conversation with somebody. That's kind of like you're kind of getting at what a comic book nerd would say is like the root of uh, Cyclops. Oh, is that he has a lot of pain? Uh, Yeah. Sorry. Back to the segue. You know. Oh, yes. Back to the segue. You know who has money and gold? Don't uh, say segue. The Israelites. I forgot it because remember there was a term for how much gold they had. Those. Um, yeah, they had um, not shekels. They had it was a word. For two hundred and twenty thousand or twenty two hundred pounds of gold, there was a word. Oh, it's for on it. the tip of my tongue. Wait, is this a Bible? Is this Bible? Are, are we are we catching up to Bible now? Yeah, we're going yeah, into the Bible. Oh but even our segue has kind of collapsed because we forgot the word. Yeah, from the previous chapter. Not dissimilar to the real creator of the segue, who whose creation was his demise. Yeah, he has the best death of all time. Did you the know, second the guy, best death. I'll tell you the first the, best. Who are you talking about? <laughs> the guy that invented the Segway. I mean, it's sad, but he died because his se- Segway like drove off a cliff. Oh, Segways. <laughs> yeah, like the the little. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "You're pulling my chain. You can't get money for inventing the Segway." The, oh my god. The the <laughs> just changing the subject. The every time, every time I make a segue, <laughs> am I paying this guy? You are. Uh, sorry, no. I uh, meant the the little the little dork scooter. Did he fall off a segue? Off a cliff on a segue. To be fair. He stayed on that Segway, apparently, <laughs> until the bitter end. He wrote but, it to the end. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, if I, as I'm falling off this cliff, if I ditch my Segway now, the stock is going to tank. Yeah. How's it look? <laughs> Looks bad. Speaking of Segways. <laughs> <laughs> in the Bible, guys, we've been reading the Bible. We're at the final chapter of Exodus. Now, oh, it, you came at a very exciting time. Well, mm-hmm. well, it should be an exciting time. Well, actually, you know what? We could just lie to Andrew and say, it's been great and really, really thrilling. And whatever <laughs> we read today is just going to be an absolute blast. <laughs> have you read Have you read the Bible, Andrew? I kind of. I grew up really with a weird uh, type of religious, not even upbringing, but basically what happened was my mom grew up like very, very poor in Hong Kong. So 
to come to America, her and all her siblings converted to Mormonism. Like she went to BYU for her undergrad because they basically would pay to like have you go over to be like a, oh, wow. a good Mormon convert. And my aunt and uncle are very Mormon religious. And my mom, I don't know when it happened, but like my whole life was just kind of not. And the way I see it is like, she was like, okay, cool. We're all scamming the Mormons, right? And her brother and sister were like, oh no, we're Mormon. No, we yeah. took this fully seriously. Yeah. Wow, that's a What an amazing, interesting story. Yeah, so it's weird. And then on top of that, my dad is sort of like completely atheist, a-religious, like kind of like Taoist, but not really anything. He's nothing. Mm -hmm. um, which is say, to say, long story short, I did not realize Mormonism wasn't like mainstream, normal Christianity until I was probably like 17. Mm. Cause like, it wasn't mm. me, but I was just like, okay, yeah, yeah. That's God. That's Jesus, whatever. And then I was like, Oh wait, Oh, people think Mormons are weird. It's like, I did too, but I just thought like, I didn't know the difference between Mormons and like Catholics until way too late. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Did you grow up in like a Mormon center of um, America? Not really. I mean, it, uh, no, not at all. Ann Arbor, Michigan. But we lived kind of near the Mormon church. Like that's when I was a Boy Scout, I like did it at the like the Mormon church. And I just didn't know. I didn't realize these people were considered weird until way too late. <laughs> Like, pathetically late. Anyway, so the amount of Bible I have read is I got a Book of Mormon comic book, which references a bunch of other shit in normal Bible. Ooh. You guys, I mean, if this goes enough seasons, you got to check out the Book of Mormon. Totally. It's just like book three of it's like Bible fanfic. That's like crazy. It takes place in America. In some ways, the Bible itself is Bible fanfiction. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But, but yes, this is extra. E even weirder. Yeah, it's it's like it's like season three of the Bible, they got all new writers, and they were like, right. Jesus comes to America. It's crazy. That sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. I love the idea of Jesus coming to America. <laughs> it's so insane. Bible goes west, Jesus yeah. comes to America. Yeah. And then in high school, I went to like this hippie high school that had a class called the Bible as Literature. So we, we, read, uh, we read parts of the Bible. I don't remember anything. I mean, truly, it was like the kind of class that was like, these hippies were like, it was like the, I'm sure they came up with a class in like the seventies or whatever. And it was supposed to be like the fuck you to the Bible's not real. We're reading it as fiction kind of mm -hmm. shit. Right. Like, Look what we could do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aren't you it's impressed? Like, we could skateboard on this Bible. Like the only thing we're not using it for is as a religious text. Yeah, exactly. So that's, so I like that's a lot. read the Bible, but I don't really remember it. Yeah, we don't remember it. Yeah, I mean, that's we, true. We realize we're only we're not even two full books into it and the last episode we couldn't remember one of the main characters like purposes. <laughs> like what did Rachel do? We're like, I don't she was like around. Yeah, we forgot Rachel. We forgot yeah. about Rachel was a, ma a major character <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah. Well, Andrew, tell us if this sounds familiar to you at all. In the beginning of Exodus, we started with Moses. We got some really exciting stuff with the Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt, out of slavery. Then for the last like nine episodes, <laughs> we've only been building the tabernacle, which is like the holy place for the Torah. Okay. They seem to be kind of stuck. And that's it. Yeah. In the desert <laughs> yeah, lear and learning how to build this uh, tabernacle. They stopped being concerned about being stuck. 
though. <laughs> like it went from like we got to get out of here, we got to like escape Egypt to okay, now that we're just like in this unknown place, let's start sacrificing animals, building things, getting 2200 pounds of gold, and <laughs> let's light that stuff up and make some pretty little ornamental cherubs and pomegranates. Yeah, so that's all that's happened in like Moses kind of disappeared for a little bit. He wasn't even there. So I think this last thing is they're going to finish building it. The Bible has like serious pacing issues. I think. Oh, serious pacing issues. Don't get me started. It's just like, guys, like really. It's like, why do you spend a verse on this? Why do you spend a chapter on this? Why did you switch chapters? I don't know where we are at, where we're at in time, because there's been enough jumping forward and back. Like, how lost are they? In the How long has it been? How long? I don't know. We don't know. And like, mm. you know, we, we actually had a rabbi on the show who told us how many to... people are there. It seems like millions. We just learned recently. It seems like perhaps like millions. Yeah. Like we, we really we always thought we when thought they... it was like 40. Yeah. We thought it was yeah. like 40 to maybe 80 at max for yeah. like how many Jews were lost in the desert. But it turns out it's like hundreds of thousands, if not millions. That seems like that changes it. Such a, what what an undertaking. Yeah. And also it's like, are you lost at that point? Yeah. Yeah, you're just there. You're in a city. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, matter. Like you, if you have a million people around you, you live in you live that here. city. Yeah. <laughs> this is it, guys. Yeah. Yeah, you're in one of those mortal machines. Anyone see that movie? <laughs> What's that? I say if you, if you have millions of people, you're in a mortal machine, which is like that sci-fi movie that came out no one saw. That that was just like like London is a car and it's Mad Max. London is a car. Oh, Imagine wow. London is a car. Imagine these Jews are a car. <laughs> Almost like a Snowpiercer kind of thing. Like the train exactly. that's yeah. always circling the... the but, but like multiple Snowpiercers. That movie was so... I, I have not watched the TV series of Snowpiercer. Is it good? I've heard it's good. I think you're okay. I saw the pilot. I would encourage everyone to watch just the clip of David Diggs um, eating a grilled cheese sandwich for the first time after some amount of years. And okay. the, <laughs> he really uh, chews the scenery. Uh, it's a very emotional moment. Okay. He has with a grilled cheese sandwich. And it could be a great gif, I think, if more people knew about it. Well, speaking of emotional moments, what do you say we get into this Bible? Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Okay, <laughs> this is it, guys. The grand, the grand finale of Exodus, the moment we've all been waiting for. Questions. Will we see Moses again? Yes. Will we be? You say yes? Yeah. That's my guess. Well, I saw oh, the first line. You skimmed ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so you shouldn't, don't just pretend. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Will we see Moses again? Will we continue talking about this uh, Ark and the Covenant and whatnot? Not sure. Will they arrive at whatever destination they get to in the next book? Will they get out of the desert? Will Aholiab be involved? And will... Betzabel, yeah, the artisan. Betzalel, our, our artisan, will he be there? Will Aaron, Moses' brother, play his hot brother play Will Aaron finally come out in his new costume? His priest <laughs> costume with... Debut the, his crazy costume. With bells jingling, his hat on, all the rocks and gemstones <laughs> and his shredder shoulder blades. Yes, will he be there? shredder outfit. Will he be there? <laughs> I think so. I hope so. At last, long last, please welcome the first priest, Aaron. Kling, 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 kling. I'm going to take over New York City. <laughs> I hate these turtles. <laughs> Tur tonight I dine on turtle soup. Bebop, rock steady. How, do, do you guys have, have you guys figured out in the course of this project, do you have any sense of 
why some names from the early Bible have survived till modern Stuck. day. Yeah, whereas like there's not as many whatever's and whoever's. <laughs> yeah. We don't have a no we don't have a answer, but we've definitely discussed how come some of these names didn't stick. And if they did stick, would the name are these names weird because they didn't stick or did they not stick because they're weird? Right. I mean I guess no one is gonna name their kid Onan after the the guy who accidentally invented masturbation. Right. Right. That one's some okay. of them have bad connotations, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like other shit, I'm just like, but it's also, it's so jarring to be like, you know, whoever, you know, whatever you just said. And then Aaron, like, it seems yes, crazy. Yeah, totally. to see these kinds of modern names pop up Buzz. next to, next to Betzel. Yeah. Huzz and Buzz. We had Huzz and Buzz. Like the twins, twins, Huzz and Buzz. <laughs> so there's a lot of interesting names. Well, let's get into it. So open up your Bibles to Exodus chapter 40. And here we go. And the Lord spake unto Moses saying, On the first day of the first month shalt thou set up the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation, and thou shalt put therein the ark of the testimony, and cover the ark with the veil. And thou shalt bring in the table, and set in order the things that are to be set in order upon it. And thou shalt bring in the candlestick, and light the lamps thereof. So this has happened like nine times already, I feel like, where (laughs) God has said, these are the things that you need. Now I want you to do it. Then Moses was like, hey, everyone, these are the things God needs. Let's do it. And then they were like, these are all the things that God needed, so we're doing it. And now God yeah, is saying, this stinks. <laughs> Have we, has he set the table before? I guess this is a chapter about setting the table. That's exciting. <laughs> so that's, that could be new, maybe. I don't even know what table they're talking about. Yeah, I also don't know what the veil is. That's, I feel like that's the first time we're hearing about a veil. Is that going to, is that more fine twine linen? It must be. It must be the, one of the, your curtains that you hate. I do hate the curtains. <laughs> is this some shit where like people at the time knew just it's super clear what this is to people or and like we think that perhaps that's the opposite that this is like the Bible has like an instruction manual within it to build one of these babies yourself. Yes. So they were like, you could go here and be like, okay, got it. This is how you do it, no matter where we are. This has been pretty oh, much I like see. IKEA instructions. And now right, right. it's basically the part where it says like assemble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Just assemble it. it. And maybe here's like a final review. Does it look like this? Yes. Yeah, a little picture. Have you guys considered uh spinning this off into a YouTube series where you just build the shit? from the bible according to the instructions in the bible we did talk about building some things we just the problem is we need some precious stones you need a lot of precious stones to build Mm -hmm. these things and you need about like (laughs) it seems like a like a hundred pounds of pure gold well 2200 pounds of pure gold 2200 pounds of pure gold to do it right to do it right if you want to get all the sockets but we have talked about building the super shredder outfit of the first (laughs) priest because that's pretty psychotic yeah it's the best it's the best outfit thus far no no underwear no shoes oh and yes it's a lot of armor and and no underwear it's a big part of it which is either an oversight or like on very on purpose yeah we learned that you can't build any temples with steps on it because then people could see under their robe and see their, their ding, dingle dong their ouchies oh good god god's, one of god's biggest concerns one of his not biggest to build concerns a temple is no stairs. steps please so you're raw dogging everyone's raw dogging i think you're raw dogging arm armor in the desert so there's like sand oh good god yeah <laughs> yeah there's grit shit and there's golden 
pomegranates and bells decorated onto your outfit. That part is dope. Yeah, and you have a cool hat that says to the holiness of the Lord or something. Yeah, to have steps though that are that that you could see that would mean either the robe is very high, is much higher on your body than I expected. Maybe they're short skirts. Or the steps would have to be very steep. And you'd have to have such a good position. So unlikely. Yeah, for that to be, I mean, yes, it's very unlikely for, and and that is such a concern of God's. But yeah, I I hadn't (laughs) realized that maybe the skirts are much shorter. Maybe they're so short that like, your balls are already halfway out. Yeah, anyway. a little bit exposed at the bottom. And I mean, that'd be the only way to make sense where you'd have to say you can't be elevated at all. Right, because we already know how close it is, you know, like. we Yeah, you're like skirting the line. Even once <laughs> a couple steps up would be clear what's happening. It's so funny that God like created the heavens and earth. And now he's just got this problem of like people's balls are so close to mm-hmm. like peeking the, out of their the skirts. Like, what, how I do made. I solve this? <laughs> I can't, I can't figure it out. I know no stairs that will help, but otherwise we're still, we're screwed. We're still in a lot of trouble. I mean, if someone trips and falls or if someone's on a hill, <laughs> That's it. if someone trips and falls, it's over, it's over. So what do we do? He's just consumed by this. God's put some real weird rules for himself too. It's like, omnipotent mm-hmm. but i gotta do it my way god god gotta be god and he has to ask people to do a lot of stuff but sometimes he just does it himself if anything that's the lesson so far is like don't be afraid to ask people for help because god doesn't seem to care at all yeah delegate i mean he should have built this tabernacle all right so he's setting the table and god continues uh, talking and thou shalt set the altar of gold for the incense before the ark of the testimony and put the hanging of the door to the tabernacle And thou shalt set the altar of the burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation. And thou shalt set the laver, a laver being a bowl to wash in, between the tent of the congregation and the altar, and shalt put water therein. Can I just ask, it says, place the altar of the burnt offering in front of the entrance. So that's the first thing that you're seeing is like a sacrificed burning dead animal? Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. sick. It's like a haunted house. (laughs) The first thing, burning flesh. Is this burnt offering the same? Because I feel like in like when you read like, I don't know, fucking the Odyssey or whatever, the strong implication is burnt offering is really just like a barbecue. I I feel like that would be great. Wait, you're saying that it's not a that uh, what that it's not a burnt offering. It's just what they're going to eat. I'm saying it's it's both like like it's like wink burnt offering right and it's just like who wants but it's like, ribs but like guys it is so funny I hadn't really considered that that okay the Bible is written by people let's say for the sake of argument people love to barbecue <laughs> they're going to do barbecue, it anyway it's like for the sake of argument that it's like you know we've been reading it with the interpretation of like God just wants to like smell mm-hmm. like the animals like burning animals but really it's like people coming up with justification to have a barbecue (laughs) yeah no no no. god loves to smell yeah so we'll we'll smoke it and put some hickory big uh sauce (laughs) because uh because of the smell it's god that's because you know god's got those big nostrils he did they did talk about that at one point that god loves to smell things but (laughs) he likes to flare his nostrils and kind of take it all (laughs) in everyone's just like licking their fingers like trying to get more barbecue Uh, wow andrew kind of opened it up for me so yeah, I, I maybe this is just like a 
kind of like a dope barbecue tent. I kind of want to go back through the Bible and like, <laughs> I think if we went through this lens of this is for people justifying what they're already doing mm -hmm. and the answer to everything is because God likes it, then I think it's going to make a lot more sense. <laughs> I think so. Because then it's like why God would act so erratically is like people trying to explain how you get to have like a really fun barbecue again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Frankly, it would explain why, <laughs> why people don't have longer robes. Yeah. We want to see Because yeah. they like it. <laughs> of course. They love the feeling. They're in the desert. It's hot. Yeah. But just, uh, yeah, don't go upstairs. Wink, wink. I don't feel like building stairs. God doesn't want it. He yeah. God said it. don't build stairs. Everything should be on ground level. And we should just like relax and eat barbecue. <laughs> well, also, to be fair, they were, they spent a long time building fucking pyramids. So I think maybe they're just like, yo, just ground level is good. Who that's needs true. To go ground up? level. And also that's why they have so many curtains. They're like, we don't, I don't know if we need walls. <laughs> they hate walls and they hate not being ground level because it's the opposite of a pyramid. It yeah. basically is. <laughs> it's wow. like curtains. curtains do the trick. Like, yeah, you could hear people talking on the other side, but it's muffled enough. These are great answers. I kind of prefer these answers to... I mean, Rabbi Emily had some good answers too, but these are great answers. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just like really, I, I wish that they were like, now Aholia was making a big vat of barbecue sauce. <laughs> you know, this uh, a sweet, tangy, vinegar-based barbecue sauce for it. Because I think it is. It's like, you know, God wants like honey and bitter herbs and like maybe just, mm, just a little vinegar. Delicious. <laughs> mm -hmm, yeah, you need that. You know, yeah. you can't just, it can't just be all sweet. You know, you need a little bit of kick. Mm -hmm. God just, loves a little kick. <laughs> God, God is uh, from Flavortown and yes, he's, not, yeah. he's just <laughs> delicious. He's basically Guy Fieri. Yeah. God Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> he loves flavors. Yeah. Like the way Guy Fieri eats food on that. He loves on, rock and roll. Yeah. He loves <laughs> rock and roll. He loves Vegas and bowling shirts. Big loose shirts where like your balls would peek out of. <laughs> Wow. I'm almost like having trouble continuing. I'm kind of just enjoying processing yeah, of what true. you guys are saying. It's, it's, like, huh. it's been a long, this has been, a, this is a huge change. A revelation. All right. God continues with his uh, requests. And thou shalt set up the court roundabout and hang up the hangings at the court gate. And thou shalt take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all that is therein and shalt Hallow it and all the vessels thereof, and it shall be holy. It's so different imagining people like setting up for a party versus like God <laughs> um, going. Like a boring thing. Yeah, like a boring thing. Now it's like they're getting the place smelling nice. You know, people yeah. are coming over. Let's clean up, get the food going. Yeah, and the anointing oil is just like a nice smell. Yeah, but I mean, you don't want, you know, like, you know how everyone's house has like a smell, but you who live in it, you don't know. Yeah. So you're like, well, let's yeah, get, like, get a nice your house. Like this is how to set up for a party. <laughs> yes, you're, we're setting up for a good old time. And thou shalt anoint the altar of the burnt offering and all his vessels and sanctify the altar and it shall be an altar for most holy. And thou shalt anoint the laver and his foot and sanctify it. And thou shalt bring Aaron and his sons unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation and wash them with water. Let's get cleaned up for the party. And you know Aaron's got to be there because Aaron throws a good party. <laughs> Oil on the burnt offering and wash your hands. Like this straight up is like, <laughs> so, it's barbecue It sounds time. like dinner. It's just, <laughs> just sauce. Yeah, right. It's like, get out the wet naps because <laughs> it's about to get sticky. <laughs>
This is like a home and garden. Like how to take care of Aaron and his sons when they come to your house for barbecue. Yeah, because like Aaron's cool. Everyone knows he's cool. We talked Everyone about that he's, he's cool. supposedly very good looking. We think. We think. Wait, is Aaron... Aaron is the priest at the time. And he's Moses's brother. So these are rules. This is so, okay. So the one more element, Aaron is, God says, every time I come over to your house, you got to cook up a big old lamb or whatever and like wash your hands and make sure that Aaron and his crew are well taken care of. This is like some Tony Soprano right, shit. Right, because he might be the one writing these instructions. I mean, we know his, at least his brother is writing it. And at, yeah. the, at the, it seems very easy for Aaron to, in between chapters, have pulled Moses aside and said like hey you know if you got a little control it'd be nice if I was a little taken care of you know you, you've got an in with God and they're like oh, yeah that's true we were writing all these rules and stuff but we could make the rules work for us mm. and I'm getting hungry <laughs> as they're like probably eating like garbage you know ter- well, remember because they were eating manna they were eating, they were bug eating bugs. Yeah, they're eating all these bugs. Now they're eating barbecue. Now, oh. now Aaron is walking in with like a jingly jangly new coat and precious gems and being like, I'm a priest. Hello. Oh, a lovely dinner and everyone's all clean. Well, God sniffed it, so he's good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. God sniffed. Yeah, he's having a great time. I could hear him sniffing. Anyway, what else do we have here? Any uh, veggies or anything? Some bread? <laughs> Maybe we'll get to the bread. Oh, we know they have bread. They do have bread. Okay, so Key says, right, wash these guys. And thou shalt put upon Aaron the holy garments and anoint him and sanctify him that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. That's God talking. <laughs> and thou shalt bring his sons and clothe them with coats. And thou shalt anoint them as thou didst anoint their father, that they may minister unto me in the priest's office. For their anointing shall surely be an everlasting priesthood throughout their generations. What is going on in this office? Like they have, they only have access to it. I'm imagining. I know, now like, I'm so suspicious. Right, yes. It's like I, mean, I wasn't suspicious at all, but now it's like, put these coats on. I mean, gotta be drug use, right? From Aaron's perspective, he rolls up. <laughs> has a meal, gets taken to a private room, given clothes, and then family members have to oil his body. Wow. This is a, I mean, it's a dope day for Aaron. For Aaron, things are yeah. going great. And it's it's funny, too, because for a while we thought that Aaron was getting the short shrift, but it seems like <laughs> he's been kind of, you know, playing he's the like long He's like the game. Kaiser Soze of this uh, <laughs> book. <Of> Exodus. <laughs> it turns out the whole book of Exodus was... To Just get to Aaron, create this situation, yeah. to get him in this room. Yeah, I couldn't tell if the priest's office is like a sex thing or a drug thing. But certainly one of them. Either or. or. Maybe a little bit of everything, you know? He's at a dinner yeah. party, he's feeling good, having some wine. Hey, yeah. let's go to the priest's office, I need to get oiled up. I mean, like, the most PG version is still a massage after a big meal. The, <laughs> the least that could happen in that room is yeah. a massage. Yeah. In the priest's office. They couldn't come up with, like, a less, <laughs> you know, like, weird name that you're like, okay, I know I'm suspicious. Suspicious of the priest's office. Well, you know what? Through history, uh, I think we could all agree the priest's office has been just an immaculate safe, place. Uh, yeah, safe, safe place. for everybody. Yeah, safe place so, for everyone. Yeah, so it's wonderful. It's crazy. There's just a history since the beginning that something <laughs> amiss is going on in the priest's office. 
This is the first one, and we already know, like, that's not right. Yeah, those offices should not have doors that close. I think we could all agree. It is probably the only place where they are right now where there would be some semblance of privacy. Yeah. Like, you know Aaron's getting something. the only place something. that, yeah, has, seems to have a room, a cl- and in one room. And a wooden door with, like, his, idea of a room. his name on it. I just imagine, like, an old classroom door, you know? Yeah, it's like, a priest's office. Aaron, yeah. priest's office. I get it. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So... That's what God said, and, here, and God, that's and, what God is saying. So God <laughs> is saying that you're you don't even believe it. You're so you're like you don't even need to see more evidence. You're like lock this guy up. Yeah, <laughs> it's like once once this theory has been set, you're like it's too convincing. It's hard to unsee it. It's hard to it's hard it, yeah. to unsee. It is a little. I'm feeling kind of the same thing. I'm trying not to, but it's like it is all adding up it's <laughs> adding up too easily it's what is the mm. um thing like the simplest solution mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. occam's razor occam is crushing it on occam this one. is yeah occam is rejoicing occam is duncan <laughs> <laughs> thus did moses according to all that the lord commanded him so did he and it came to pass in the first month in the second year on the first day of the month that the tabernacle was reared up and moses reared up the tabernacle and fastened his sockets and set up the pillars thereof, and put in the bars thereof, and reared up his pillars. And he spread abroad the tent over the tabernacle, and put the covering of the tent above upon it, as the Lord commanded Moses. Now, I'm surprised, actually, that Moses is being forced to do this stuff. It almost seems like (laughs) Moses would be left out of the kind of nitty-gritty. Unless it's like he did it, kind of, like he's the architect of the project. Doesn't mean he did it, did it. Oh, I see. Yeah. So like his name's on the door. Yes. Yes. The Tabernacle by Moses. <laughs> it was like produced. He's a producer. Mm-hmm. Like he would win an Academy Award. But, you know, right. But why? who knows exactly what he did? Yeah. And he took and put the testimony into the ark and set the staves on the ark and put the mercy seat above upon the ark. And he brought the ark into the tabernacle and set up the veil of the covering and covered the ark of the testimony as the Lord commanded Moses. And he put the table in the tent of the congregation upon the side of the tabernacle northward without the veil. And he set the bread in order upon it before the Lord as the Lord had commanded Moses. There's the bread. As Aaron, I mean the Lord had commanded. (laughs) (laughs) He he toasted the bread just to Aaron's likeness. (laughs) Yeah, mm, perfect. A four. Yes. yes yeah, not too much. <laughs> there was that. There was like a chart going around like a while ago that was like, you know, what number do you like your coffee and what number do you like your toast? And I thought it was like the most interesting thing. It was basically just, you know, light to dark on coffee, light to dark on toast. But it was like a personality test? Kind of. I mean, it was so interesting just seeing everyone's different answers to me. I don't know why I found it so fascinating. Please send it. Sure. I mean, well, do you know what, like for me, I think I am like a four toast and a black coffee. Well, sure. I mean, Mm. I know I like black coffees. Nice. I'm a four. I think we're the same. Wow. Andrew, do you know yours? Uh, Anyway, it's a scale of one to 10. How do you like your coffee? Do you like coffee? I I would say this actually, probably my toast and coffee are identical. Ooh. Black. So like, and like a- Black toast and black coffee. (laughs) Yeah, black toast and black coffee or lots of cream and sugar and no toast at all. No, I'm like, I'm like almost, I'm like 10% off of the middle towards darker. Uh, Little, little, little crispy and mm -hmm, a little milk. Yeah. Well, they all sound delicious. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a real balanced personality. Oh my God. I also am like the maniac where I'm like, now that uh, pandemic hopefully is like kind of on the end. I'm like, okay, I'm going to 
stop eating bread and do shit like that to try to like you know look good try to get back yeah i've been doing i've been trying to hold it off because i think i did i gained a lot of weight in the beginning of the pandemic and it made Mm -hmm. me more depressed so i tried i've been trying to like i don't know have some semblance which is all to say toast and barbecue sounds fucking dope is where I know, I know. The re- I really want to go to this religious barbecue with Aaron, with cool Aaron. I know, if we knew about this ahead of time, we could have all pre-ordered barbecue and been <laughs> barbecue. We could have made this a barbecue episode. Well, maybe when we do our like Exodus recap, we'll eat barbecue. And we smell some frankincense and myrrh to see what God smelled like. We could have a little bit of barbecue too to really feel like what, in robes. Yes, in our bathrobes. Dan, were you, you were in New York that day that it mysteriously smelled like French toast, right? I don't know. I don't know if I remember that at all. It was like mid 2000s and all of lower Manhattan smelled literally like French toast. And to the point, well, it was like, is this a fucking terrorist? It was like close enough to 9-11 that like, again, the whole city smelling like sickly sweet was like very alarming. Um, But apparently what had happened is there was a fire in a fenugreek processing plant in New Jersey. And so it wafted a a cloud of another herb that I don't know what it smells like, except for now I know it smells like uh, fucking... French toast. Yeah, French toast. Sorry, frankincense and myrrh reminded me of that because I'm like, what are those? a big stink, a big cloudy stink. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to also live by... I lived in Sunset Park in Brooklyn and I lived on, on my walk sometimes down third avenue i would walk by a candy factory so it smelled like <laughs> lollipops and then i would walk by a federal prison also which is like where lollipops. keith rainieri from nexium was oh he's in that prison smell smell that sweet sweet candy yeah candy nexium damn mm. i just i i'm just feeling like a good a nice spicy meaty vibe yeah this is great. it's the middle east so we're, there's probably some lamp like a shawarma kind of situation oh <gasps> Oh, yeah. Right? On, like a, on like a cool desert night. Yeah. It's fucking good. This is nice. This has been more, we've really added more to this chapter than I think is <laughs> in the material. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, here we go. So we got, right. So he set out the bread. And he put the candlestick in the tent of the congregation over against the table on the side of the tabernacle southward. And he lighted the lamps before the Lord as the Lord commanded Moses. And he put the golden altar in the tent of the congregation before the veil, and he burnt sweet incense thereon. Yeah, that's how I like it. Yes, yes. Like the Lord. (laughs) As the Lord commanded Moses. Uh Just right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We need a little bit more light right there. That's nice. And he set up the hanging at the door of the tabernacle. And he put the altar of burnt offering by the door of the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation and offered offered upon it the burnt offering and the meat offering as the Lord commanded Moses. I also appreciate just this idea of a dinner party where the first thing you see when you walk in is what you're about to eat. It's like, <laughs> look what I have yeah, prepared Yeah, that's you. like, I could imagine a different culture that just leads with that. Usually that's the last thing. The last like, thing is like, ta-da! <laughs> I, I'm seeing it kind of like, like uh, maybe like a little bit of a luau kind of vibe. Like you walk Ooh. past, you walk past And there's past like a the, roast pig. Yeah, you yep. walk past the pig and then you sit down, have a drink, but you know it's there and you see, you know. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. part of the fun of it. It's yeah, like, there it is. This is the excitement. Yeah. It's getting ready. Or like a gyro or like, what are those things called? The stick with the big meat cone 
that they're shaving off. Oh yeah, the shawarma uh, or the shawarma, uh, yeah. shawarma. You know, and they're carving it. It's got to be. That's the technology and the part of the world we're talking about. And also, it's like, isn't the whole point of this bit that like the oil, the juices are like flowing down? It's very, um, you know, ergonomic. Like, yeah, or, you know, or economic, or just yeah, economic. economic. But it's like it, 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 yeah, it does seem like it's an ancient way of doing it because, and it works. Get those this juices it started. Going. It's a stick in a fire. How else are we gonna do this shit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, this is how the Lord commanded it. I want my meat yeah. delicious. <laughs> Well, there's only eight more verses. It's not the most exciting. It's not the most thrilling conclusion, but I guess if I'm kind of imagining it like the end of a Fast and the Furious movie where like they just all sit down at the mm-hmm. table to like just like toast mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. adventure they had, then I'm, I could kind of get with it. Can yeah. Maybe like someone is going to, you know, we'll see like two feet at the front of the altar and it's like, oh man, who's that? And that's how the- <laughs> oh, it's the next book. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look who's coming to dinner. <laughs> Everyone has a Corona. Everyone has yes. some, some like a taco. And then it's like to family. <laughs> it does seem like they're about to toast to family because they just had this like, you know, remember Exodus started with them escaping from slavery. And now they've worked so hard to build this like cool party that it's like, guys, we did it. Yeah. Let's celebrate. We made yeah. it. We, we did made it. it baby. That was crazy. That was crazy. Hey, hey, we did it. Maybe they will. And he set the laver between the tent of the congregation and the altar and put water there to wash withal. And Moses and Aaron and his sons washed their hands and their feet thereat. When they went into the tent of the congregation and when they came near unto the altar, they washed as the Lord commanded Moses. And he reared up the court round about the tabernacle and the altar and set up the hangings of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. He did the last thing to like take credit. <laughs> like the, yeah, like, uh, yeah, the he hung up the sign that says Home Sweet Homer. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Why don't you do it, Moses? Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Yes. So He's it is back. like, look who's coming to dinner. Oh, you, Andrew, you don't think it was, you think it was that type of cloud? It could be. A little, little bit of, little you think bit of weed before the big meal. Yeah. Why not? You know, wet the palate. Just seems, seems likely if, yeah, everyone, it, that makes it more likely that God could come, come hang out. Yeah, that's you know? true. And also, like, the people outside who aren't invited see this cloud, and Aaron's like, <coughs> yeah, God's here. I think I think God, yep. I oh, see him. like, that's maybe what they're doing in the priest's office, and the oh, yeah. smoke is going through the top of the tent. Hey, Moses, you want to hit up the priest's office? It would explain why there's no, like, walls. It's all tenting and curtains. Right. It's like, just, let's just hotbox this thing. <laughs> like, people are like, afterwards, the people cleaning up are like, the curtains have this, like, odor to it. And they're like, spray frankincense and myrrh. Oh, so yeah, no that's what the that we crazy smell is for. Smoking. Just put a, wow. put a um, uh, what is it called? Like a dryer sheet inside mm-hmm. a toilet paper roll and breathe through that. So That's, what, that's what myrrh is. It's just, for, it's like, just like, carpet what's it called softener fabric softener it's like bounce yeah put a little bounce in the toilet toilet it's all adding up it's all adding up and moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because he was too high (laughs) because he did not he had no legs (laughs) dude what he was not able to enter because the cloud abode thereon and the glory of the lord filled the tabernacle And when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud were not taken up, 
Then they journeyed not till the day that it was taken up. Sounds like they wrote this amidst the cloud. (laughs) (laughs) They're smoking and they're like, we can't leave. We can't leave until this cloud goes. (laughs) Yeah, as long as the cloud is here, you got to stay. Yeah, chill. (laughs) Otherwise, (laughs) what? (laughs) No, it makes sense. It makes sense to the Lord. Trust me. Final verse of the of the of this a final of the final chapter. It's also like a Groundhog Day kind of moment. Is like if the cloud stays, there's six more. Oh weeks yeah, like of, then oh, you yeah. can leave and. Okay, so these guys are high, having a great dinner party, and this is the um the big finale. The finale, the hook that's gonna like keep us <laughs> onto reading into Leviticus. Yeah, let's get. I hope it hypes us up enough to sustain a whole book. Guess who's coming to dinner? For the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day, and fire was on it by night, and in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. Okay. What? (laughs) The cloud of the Lord rested on the tabernacle during the day. So they're smoking all day, and at Mm -hmm. night there was a fire in the cloud. And fire all night. So Mm -hmm. everyone could see it. This continued throughout all their journeys. What does that mean? Like a fire in their loins? You know, their... I don't think it's metaphorical. I think they're just saying like they always saw this fire. No, I mean, I so they're so. they're still just camping, basically, right? We think this feels to me like it's like God says we chill here, but when we're out of supplies, we do have to go. Aaron says when yeah. we're done with all the meat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we gotta kind go of. somewhere else. Yeah, so it's like he's yeah. in charge now. I don't know. I gotta say, like, what you guys were like goofing about, like, oh, he, this is a, this isn't sacred. This is like, this is all about just getting a barbecue and getting high. I was like, that's funny, but obviously, like, it must be about something else. But then, like, by the end of this chapter, it stuck so hard in my head. I'm like, I don't see what else it could exactly. Be. Yeah. Again, the Occam's razor. You're like, what? it's just like, I keep trying to have like, no, okay. But jokes aside, like what is happening here? But it's like, gosh, I mean, I would throw this out there, which is that like thousands and thousands of years ago, when you've been recently like freed from slavery, just surviving and having a big barbecue kind of is like divinity like it's Mm -hmm. like as good as i don't know i i i guess i would all all like kind of like joking aside it's like i don't know what more you actually need out of a religion especially if it's that's your religion right then and those things that just happened to you it's like that's pretty good like a nice meal yeah it's like self-care take care of yourself it's okay it's okay to regroup love yourself love your priest whatever like yeah yeah that priest office yeah maybe it was nice to take a break and not be like into the next book where they have like a new enemy and a new situation to deal with like let's spend a lot of time learning how to kill it does you know as this was a really difficult book overall (laughs) to get through because it started with a lot of action it started out awesome it started started out as the best thing we've read and then it really slowed down to the most painful thing that we read but putting it together as a whole it is like yes there is something kind of nice about the serene ending of like the fast and the furious ending of Mm -hmm. being like to family we did it you know Mm -hmm. is is yeah i feel relaxed you do feel like you earned it too because of how yeah exhausting the whole thing was damn Exodus has to be like the most like cinematic of the like absolute so far. I yeah, think that's right? where the well, Ten I think it was like the most cinematic in the literal sense, like able to be captured in a movie. Like Genesis right. has more wackadoo, like cosmic stuff, but like yeah. it would be like kind of like a 
CGI heavy movie where you're like <laughs> Snyder be like about like telekinetic powers like just like you'd see a lot of like swirling and yeah. crazy stuff angels yeah. the flaming swords and wrestling this one's very practical <laughs> mm-hmm. Moses again technically it's supposed to be Moses is writing this stuff so he seems like maybe he's a little bit more of like uh, an author who likes to write about the everyman yeah relatable right, story. he's like writing a script that he could be maybe shoot and star in <laughs> Okay, this also this also does vehicle. feel like here's the other way of looking at it is like Aaron is like his like Johnny drama and he's like I got to protect my dumb brother. Okay. And get him this job as the head priest. Get got his like brother a job. <laughs> yep. Totally because yeah, it's like Moses has access to God. He's like the smart one, but Aaron's the good-looking one who yeah, he loves him to family. Yeah, to family. To family, yo. Yeah, Moses really protects his family in this because it's just like them. Not only is it like a better narrative, or it's like the narrative's kind of clicking in my head, this like interpretation, but it like the alternative to me is just like a really empty last few chapters. Like I prefer (laughs) to live in this world because like I'm hearing the music and I'm smelling the smells and I'm excited about this barbecue. Then like if if this didn't happen, I would just say like, okay, totally. thanks, Thanks for teaching us how to build this stupid thing like i don't what's the point why do we go through this, this? is the point to go mm-hmm. to chill in that priest's office with your family have a great luau and yeah. cheers as we fade out i like <laughs> i want to live in that world totally i'm like i'm with these guys now well certainly not epic certainly didn't have the epicness of the end of genesis where <laughs> where jacob cusses out all 12 of his sons and then dies yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which was uh, just like the most epic rant and like neg and roast of all time but but nice and also weird that you know for as like disorganized as the bible often feels to me it is weird that in my own head I can look at the chapters of Exodus and be like, it does feel like the completion of something. Mm-hmm. That's something. It's something. Mm-hmm. That's what we'll take it. We'll take That's it. Writing so well, far. Um, yeah. Andrew, thank you so much for reading along with us and giving us extreme insight. Yeah. Thank you for your like, yeah, it's for someone who hasn't read it. You just intuitively <laughs> understood what was happening. I kind of remember the vibe, but I legit am going to go get some fucking shawarma right now. <laughs> It's yeah, not, how could you not? It's not Everybody a joke. Get your meats. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. We hope our listeners. I'll get everyone get barbecue right now. Yeah. And... Enjoy your barbecues tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Pray. To, you know, give the Lord some of that scent, that mesquite <laughs> smoke he that he likes so much. Whatever you do, maybe send a little something to heaven. Yeah, to smoke wise, if you know what I'm talking about. And put on your robes. <laughs> Let your balls hang out a little bit. <laughs> Live a little. Live a Shwar- little bit. Shwarma in a bathrobe with all the precious stones you have in the house. Get all your precious stones. Put them on your chest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> put a hat Just on. Just feel them. Your favorite hat. Put a giant. Yeah, put your funniest hat on. The like hat in the hat that you get at like a carnival. Yeah, that you go like snowboarding in. Yes. And if you have any thoughts comments concerns email me at biblebrotherspodcast at gmail.com go on our instagram give us five stars well those would be separate things but yeah are you just listing things to do list just a bunch of things to do five stars <laughs> just do all that stuff while you're eating your barbecue get a little bit of sauce on your keyboard please andrew is there anything that you would like to plug or just let people know about before you get out of here yeah i mean uh just yo's this racist we do not actually talk about the bible as much as this show but this okay. has been really fun nice. really fun nice yeah to... isn't it a, an in- interesting book <laughs> yeah 
It's really good. I'm glad I don't have to be with you for the rest of it, but this part, this is <laughs> sure, this, of course. This was fun. Yeah. This is a nice amount. Yeah, yeah, you can go live your life now. We'll take on the burden. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep going. Good luck, motherfuckers. Well, thanks again for being on the show, and everybody else, keep reading those Bibles. Yes. Take care, everyone. Till next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>